0: Hey friends, this is Boss Barista. I'm Ashley Rodriguez. Most of the conversations you hear on Boss Barista are pretty natural, you know. I get on the phone with somebody and we'll talk for a little bit and then we'll kind of decide on a point where we're gonna start interviewing formally. We'll talk for about 45 minutes, maybe an hour. That gets you about a 40-minute episode, depending on what we talk about. But this episode is pretty different. I had a conversation with our guest, and listening to the audio, it was kind of wonky. Something happened. So we got back on the phone, and our guest was a little bit worried that it would sound canned. And yet, somehow, our conversation was even better. I sat down for a second time with the 2018... US Brewers' Cup champion, Becca Woodard, and we talked about what felt like topics that we just kind of glossed over in the first episode, kind of doing the get-to-know-you parts of meeting anybody new, and really delved deep on how we choose places to host competitions or what privilege means or what it means to really focus and dedicate yourself into a craft like brewing or like focusing on a competition. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. It was, even though you'll never listen to the first one, way better than the first one. Becca Woodard is amazing. She's a light. She's a beacon. And I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Thank you, everyone. like I mean it was great and I was I was lucky to get to go but at the same time like you know I was working like I was writing yeah. I was f- following baristas through the mud as they picked coffee um, <laughs> and I fell a whole lot <laughs> and but I mean like and that's and that's hard to like I think translate the idea that like your the things that you do for yourself professionally are really important but the things but they're not they're not personal yeah yeah in, yeah. in certain ways I mean they are like obviously winning and obviously doing Brewers Cup just in general just to even start is a personal thing that you want to achieve but at the same time it's like it's not like taking a bubble bath like it's yeah, not yeah.
1: <laughs> so and like after uh, like I took a couple of days off after the competition to stay out in Seattle but like that was basically just barely getting a weekend back you know Right. And it was, like, still not – I thought when I I decided to take those days off, I thought it was going to be, like, nice vacation after all this stress. And it really – like, it was, like, two days of, like, okay, I don't have to think about that, but it wasn't, like, as relaxing as I thought it was going to be.
0: That's – yeah, that's interesting. Like, I wonder – because I've been feeling a lot of those same things, too, where, like, even getting – almost, like, taking back time that you had – that you were using for work is like not restorative because it's like, no, but this was like the time that I already sacrificed. Like, this is like my time to like do laundry or like, and
1: like even this, this past week. So I, we have a new customer that's a hotel in Western mass and, uh, they put me up in the hotel for the week to train their staff and it was, like, cool. I got to stay in this really nice hotel and this really beautiful part of the state. And, like, I wasn't physically at work all week, but I was working all week and I had to work Saturday. So, it right. was, like, it, it feels, it's, like, a really weird, like, I was out of the office all week, so it seems like I took a week off, but I was actually working more
2: than usual. <laughs>
0: Right. Because you have to do the stuff that you would do normally in the office, like answering emails and being present. But at the same time, like you're fully present for this, like training that you're doing as well. I know that that was something that I struggled with a lot too when I was doing account management was like I didn't know how to ask for time like Uh, that. Like I was like, oh, well, I was in LA for. Three days training, and it was like a Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday. And like, people would be like, That's whatever. Like, you got to go to LA. And I'm like, Well, I didn't get to yeah, go to but LA. I, didn't. See, I went like,
1: to one museum on one day, and then the rest of the time I was just at the hotel.
0: Right. Cause you're also like, It's not like vacation. It's not like no. you're planning, like, I'm going to go do all this stuff. It's like, Oh, I'm here to work. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm like here by myself. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. with like my friends <laughs> or like my partner. like. Yeah. Oh, yeah so I know, I know that's 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 a bummer um, that's interesting so okay so like talking just listening to you right now like what kind of strikes me as I think in, kind of compelling would be almost to paint like this as a timeline it's like okay so you won this championship two months ago you're four months away from this world competition mm-hmm. like how do you kind of wait is
1: it only four months you... away
0: November five months okay still
1: right my brain it was <laughs> it was like so far away in my brain
0: <laughs> right no i know i've i've i c- still cannot conceptualize that but then i even just like looked at airplane tickets and i was like oh shit like i need to think about this yeah, yeah i just booked um, my
1: flight yesterday actually
0: yeah. So that I would love to talk to you more about stuff like that, yeah, too, because yeah. I've been trying to figure out more like what it looks like when you do win and like who talks to you suddenly and who sure. <laughs> who have you been surprised to hear from. Um, just because I've been talking to a lot of people about like sponsorship and like how do we kind of handle that responsibly, especially like talking to all these people who are going to Amsterdam. It's like, oh, people like People come out for that. Like, Mm. people make sure that you have what you need for those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that's – and then I talked to somebody who works for a coffee company, and they were like, oh, yeah, we do these, like, ambassador things. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, how do you pick the people that you work with? Um, And they were very like, well, it's about, like, who would be a good representative. And it's like, okay, but still, how do you pick those Mm -hmm. people? Um, But And, (laughs) and again, it's, like, money for them when they do get picked, so – um, I don't know, that's just been kind of fascinating to me, the idea that like you don't just win a competition. Like other stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and I've 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 found it actually really difficult to find more information from world champions about it. It seems like they're pretty like yeah. hush hush. Not hush hush, but, but like people get defensive when you try to imply that like they have something that other people don't have.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely I'm very much like I'm privileged as hell right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that. And I'm, that's why I, I'm using it to, you know, I'm not just, just competing. I'm, I'm talking about issues. and.
0: Right. And, and, and that's, that's important that you do that. And I want to make sure that that's really highlighted as well. And it's not like, no one's saying that people don't deserve this. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Like, I do I want to apply that. Like, yo, you worked hard. Like you want a thing. Like, People should be like wanting to help you do well at the world level, Definitely, but yeah. it's 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 to pretend that opportunities haven't come up because of this thing you won is, I think, weird that people want to be cagey about that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. So I was talking to a former national champion um, about competing and why he chooses to compete and he has like since stopped competing and he was telling me that looking at what world champions get he's like oh I should compete again because this would change my life dramatically financially yeah yeah and I was like I've never I've never heard someone like be honest about that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: honestly yeah I don't really know what the prize is for the world i was looking for the barista championships and i think the prize you don't really win money that's the thing that's and that's like part of it is that like you don't win money per se like you win like an espresso machine and you win like some other bullshit but you like people start talking to you and asking yeah. you like oh, what's yeah. next like or what do you want to do or like oh you're the world champion like i want you to head up my this or, yep. or yeah or like no definitely yeah like here's a bunch of money to do this other thing or like i went to this trade show in milan and i was walking the floor and i was like how many world champions can i count here <laughs> And i was like this is weird but they were all spokesmen or consultants Mm -hmm. or helping coffee companies like improve their specialty line of stuff and i was like these people don't get out of bed for like to to work on a cool machine they're they're getting out of bed to get paid
1: yeah yeah that is something that i'm like i do feel a little bit better about if something was to happen i love my job and i love my company but like if I moved or if something happened, I would feel much more safe in like what I'm going to get. I wouldn't have to start at minimum wage barista again, you know?
0: Yeah. Like you have this title, like nothing, nothing can ever erase that. So like you can use that um, as like this credential, like, Hey, I'm like the 2018 U S Brewers cup champion. Like people are going Mm -hmm. to want, to hire you to do important things and that's really cool yeah, yeah. but it, I think it also very cool. it also imply it also like reminds me that competition is actually really important for a lot of reasons
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and
0: I want like I yeah like I wonder like how you kind of I don't know like I wonder how like the thought of competition is like evolved for you oh gosh it's so
1: weird because honestly when we started this like I, uh, I, I had thought about competing for like a couple of years in a very, very hypothetical, obscure way, you know, just like, that seems like a cool thing that I might want to do someday, you know? And, um, I was just at work one day, we were in a meeting about this, that, or the other thing. And, um, the CEO for the company made some offhand comment about like, well, I guess nobody here wants to compete. So, and I was like, well, I didn't know you guys wanted somebody to I'm like, I'll do it. I'll try it. Why not? You know? And, uh, and it was, it was really very, very much a, like, I'll be able to get more exposure, right. Network more, uh, I did think of it very much in a financial, like if I compete and other coffee companies see my name and see my face. And especially if I do well, I can use that to my advantage in future job situations, you know? And, uh, and then as I started doing this and started learning more about the competition culture and just how um how shitty it is to be a marginalized person specifically in the competitions it's so unbelievably dramatic (laughs) like
0: yeah talk more about that like what like what were you
1: noticing i mean Like one of my favorite anecdotes about this whole experience has become talking about my mom coming to the qualifiers with me in New Orleans. And we were there for two days. And on the second day, we uh, were sitting in the audience of the Brewers Cup. We watched almost all the performances that weekend. And um, we're sitting in the audience and it's like halfway through the second day. And she goes, you know, I've only seen, like, one other woman here. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, mom, like, you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, Like, you don't even, you you didn't come into this knowing that and and you noticed it. That's how how stark it is.
0: I feel like that should be, like, a litmus test. Like, if your, like, parents or loved one notices it, then it's a problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, like, um, you know, as I did more and more research on competition, specifically looking at videos of competitors, uh, and even more specifically at world competitions, uh, I mean, females are far and few between, you know, mm-hmm. um, or I guess few and far between, I always mix that up. <laughs> um, you, but like i noticed it but it was also something that i had heard other people say so like i was aware of it but the fact that she had no idea that that was even a thing and and noticed it pretty quickly you know Mm -hmm. um so starting competition was was very much a like selfish this would be good for my career thing and um it's really evolved into a like i have this platform and this voice and i need to use it you know
0: what like has anyone have, like come up to you and talk to you about your routine like that it touched them in any particular way like have you gotten positive or negative feedback at all
1: not really i mean i've i've gotten most of the feedback that i've gotten was just kind of more vague general like I saw it and it was cool, you know. Um, I've actually gotten many more comments on the uh, device that I used to pour than I did by message, which is kind of a bummer. But um, I also, you know, it was a cool, innovative thing that I'm glad people were so stoked on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I was stoked when I saw it, but like, <laughs> but like again, like this is what's kind of interesting about like interviewing. A couple of months later it's like oh like is that the thing that I'm still thinking about no not really
1: yeah honestly yeah. what I'm
0: still thinking about is you going to Brazil which we'll talk about in a second too um <laughs> and like what what will what will it mean for you to be the representative of the United States like you will yeah. be at this international competition and like, people are going to be like, okay, the United States is sending this person. Like what, what will this person say? Yeah. So like, I wonder, yeah, like I want that. So that's why it's interesting that like not a lot of people commented on the message. Um, it's a little, (laughs) I guess it's a, it's a little understandable because it's like, what can you say? at the same time like yeah like you did a really cool thing but at the same time it's like how do we dig deeper into what you said and like what do you what did you hope would happen when people heard you on the stage
1: i mean i i what i hope has happened and i think that i won't hear about it if it did um but i hope that some barista who uh maybe hasn't checked their privilege, uh, could watch my performance and maybe self-reflect a little, you know? Um, We all need to be paying attention to this stuff, and especially those who might not be specifically contributing to the problem, but who are kind of ignoring it um, I think there's a lot of that out there there's a lot of uh, to <laughs> um, I listened to another podcast um, called Whiting Wongs and it's it's about um, race in the writer's room in TV and one of the things that they said uh, that I just really love is uh, talking about well-meaning white boys
0: Oh, my favorite where... type of people <laughs>
1: It's like, I think that there's a lot of that happening and it's not enough. So hopefully one of those well-meaning white boys maybe uh, has been able to reflect on himself a little mm-hmm. and, uh, and maybe will listen more to, especially their coworkers, you know, um,
0: the people that they work next to every day. Yeah. I wonder what kind of experiences you're hoping like really tangibly people can start to change. Like, are you hoping that like, you know, these well-meaning white boys, like hear someone complain about harassment and are like, Oh, well maybe you're just being like this. Like I'm trying to think of these like small instances that are really tangible for people. Like, I think something that a theme that's been coming up a lot. in since
1: the competition and a lot of, um, Conversations I've had with people and like I attended a queer coffee event and um, like the having your co-workers back um, if say, for example, you're working with somebody who is like, let's just say, for example, because I went to the, the queer coffee event, like say it's a very like openly queer person and they present very queer and and they get a comment from a customer or maybe they get misgendered or something along those lines. Like you, as if you are a, a white man in that situation, you have to have your coworkers back? They go through this day in and day out, constantly microaggressions or just straight out like mean comments or like it takes a lot of emotional labor to do those to deal with that on a day-to-day basis. So if you're a more privileged coworker, then, you know, have, have that person's back either if they're getting actually harassed, like, you know, maybe intervene and you don't have to make a big deal out of it. You know, like just say, Hey, like how's, is everybody all right? How's it going? Like get in there and get, get them some, some relief, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, right. things like that. Or, or if, if they're genuinely being treated differently by the manager and, uh, you know, you're seeing this and, and other people are seeing this, say something to the higher ups, like don't, don't leave your coworkers hanging. I think that's, that's a big thing that we all need to work towards 1st
0: yeah, it seems like that that's I think the biggest gap for a lot of people is not realizing when they're being treated differently in mm-hmm. in the positive. Like, oh, yeah. my boss has never said that to me or oh, like so and so never treats me like that. Like those comments don't really help anybody. Yeah. But if you if you're having to make them, then examining like why that is, I think is really key. So mm-hmm. it's 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 cool that you pointed that out because I feel like that's almost like the biggest, like the biggest like gap for me is when I see people complaining and people's first response is to be like, well, this doesn't happen to me. So either I question it or I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So you talked a little bit about doing your routine kind of for for others and the people that you're hoping to touch and maybe – hopefully they'll start to self-reflect a little bit but like what what has it meant for you like how do you how has this experience been transformative for you
1: um it's definitely made me self-reflect a lot um you know I like I said starting off with the competition stuff I was very like well, this would be great for my career. Let's, you know, but, uh, I recognize that I already have, uh, a step up compared to like minorities or, you know, races of color, whatever. Like I, I already am, uh, somewhat privileged and, and especially having a company that will send me to competition. Like that's, humongous it's a giant privilege and um I can't really take this as just a career booster um I am very conscious of of I mean especially now that I'm there are people watching you know um and I don't really want to be the only one they look at i guess does that make sense Mm -hmm. um like there's plenty of baristas who i'm sure would have annihilated me on that stage they just didn't have the funds or the means to do it and that sucks (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and I, I really do. I mean, I definitely want to keep competing for a couple of years because it's really, really, I mean, it's stressful, but I've had a blast, you know, like it's just been an amazing experience. Uh, but I also want to, uh, definitely use the knowledge that I'm gaining from this to pass on and to, uh, Get more representation on that stage from all walks of life, you know?
0: I think, like, your thoughts kind of bring up this idea of deserving. I think that's a really easy word people use Mm -hmm. a lot. Like, oh, so and so deserved to win because they worked so hard. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think what you're saying is kind of like, I didn't really deserve to win necessarily. Like, I had the best coffee that day, but like, Yeah. yeah. It's not about... That's what I'm saying. It's not about... And I don't want
1: to sound like ungrateful because I am like, seriously, I still can't believe this happened. (laughs) It's amazing. Of course, I'm so, so, so happy that I did do so well and I did end up winning, but uh, it was not solely because of me as a human being. It was the coffee and it was the people who helped me and it was the uh the people that I met along the way that made me come to these realizations you know and the things that I've experienced so Mm -hmm.
0: what do you think like let's say like I I mean I don't want to I don't know how old you are but let's say like Becca like from five years ago (laughs) like let's say Becca from five years ago had competed like what do you think she would have taken out of this experience versus Becca now? Um,
1: Well, Becca five years ago hadn't quite really gotten into coffee yet.
0: (laughs) Okay. There we go. Okay. Becca like three years ago.
1: Well, I think that um, I, I might not have looked uh, as like, let me restart that. Uh, I think that, A couple of years ago, if I had competed, I really would have just competed like everybody else does, talked about the coffee, talked about, oh, this farm and blah, blah, blah. And of course I talked about the farm, but I wouldn't have really had as much of a message to go along with it. Um, You know, I haven't, um, I hadn't really met that many people. I hadn't really gotten into the coffee culture. I was kind of in a bubble uh, a couple of years ago. And, and really, I mean, the reason for that was because I was focusing so hard on my technique and making sure that I could get the coffee to taste good.
0: <laughs> right. uh,
1: so it was, it's only been in the past maybe year and a half, two years that I've uh, really become more involved in the community aspect of it um and I mean really really in the past year um is when I've started to actually focus on the community aspect of it so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten as much out of it and I definitely wouldn't have had as much of a message behind what I was doing
0: maybe this is like either a really obvious question or like a really um Maybe kind of a shitty question. Um, But do you think your message had anything to do with how well you scored?
1: I don't know. I honestly was afraid that my message might come off as uh, aggressive because I've seen on other strong female competitors' uh, score sheets that they were perceived as being aggressive when they had a strong message. Um, So there was a little bit of... Of a like this could totally backfire, <laughs> um, but one of the one of the pieces of feedback I did get from my judges was that I was very compelling. So uh, maybe maybe it, it helped. I mean, it it I think that they were happy to hear something different you know something more
0: Mm -hmm.
1: at least i hope they were you know
0: yeah i i i guess that's all you kind of can do is hope (laughs) because you can't ask like did this directly affect this but i wonder like i don't know this is something i've been thinking a lot about after interviewing um andrea allen um is the idea that like what are we really looking for at the very end you know Mm -hmm. like the world's kind of set the stage, at least at the World Barista Championship level, where, like, they eliminate the tech judges after the first round.
2: So, oh, like, I didn't the know idea, that.
0: Yeah, so the idea being that, like, if you're at this level, you should have these things kind of mastered and we're not looking for them anymore. Yeah. Like, kind of eliminating those, like, very, like, base level. Like, okay, this is round one. Like, if yeah. you make it past round one, you have this mastery. So, like, it allows the judges, I think, to focus more on the presentation and the coffee and really what creativity the braces are bringing yeah um, and there's not there's nothing like that at, at the brewer's cup level but I wonder like is that something we should be thinking about like at, at what point do we say like okay the coffee tastes good their technique is good but like who is going to represent what does it mean to be a champion like what do yeah. you think it means yeah. like so I wonder like what you think about that like what would what would you want to look for in a champion? And what do you want people to look for in you? <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I think that really, uh, ideally, right, what I would look for and what I would like to see as, if it wasn't me, as my representative, is uh, somebody who does, you know, use use these things, use this platform and these um, privileges in a way that benefits others, at least in some way, shape, or form, you know? And I I think that that's, that's not something that isn't being achieved currently because, You know, every time somebody wins, they, you know, we all put a lot of focus on the farm that the coffee came from, and so that farmer gets more exposure. So that is, like, at the most basic competitor level, like they're benefiting. Somebody else is benefiting from this, and that's great. Um, but, like, I'll I'll totally admit to you, like. I won't get into specifics, but I've seen some world uh, performances that did very well that I couldn't really pick out what the theme was, you know? Mm -hmm. I couldn't really follow it, um, and it seemed like great copy, great descriptors, great, you know... uh, details about growing conditions and all that but as far as a greater theme there wasn't much um and that's not to say all of them but just I've noticed a few and uh that's kind of a bummer
0: (laughs) right yeah it's like Uh, especially for a competition where like what four judges try your coffee mm -hmm. at like maybe six at the most yeah Uh, yeah um at the you know barista level maybe 12 Mm -hmm. and it's 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 funny that we we don't think about what the greater audience is getting from yeah from the competition not to say that that that's totally not present it's there obviously to some extent but you know like we don't we don't have a like a point system for like inspire like inspire the community or (laughs) anything like that because i mean i imagine partially is that it's really subjective and it's going to be hard to quantify people's passion yeah
1: yeah definitely i i kind of i do kind of like that the competitions are uh it's a little bit more niche and kind of grassroots and and it's something that i feel like could easily be for like we could make a few adjustments and make it more consumer friendly and that could be really cool but i also really like that it's it's kind of a community within itself and that it's um it's kind of like something that's for baristas and for Professionals, industry workers, we have this this little um, this little world that doesn't make sense to consumers, you know. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. There's just something about that that makes me feel closer to this coffee community.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I think you just hit the nail on the head. It's community, yeah. like the idea behind community is that like people come together over a shared interest and it's not yeah. to be exclusionary, but it's about finding people who, you know, want to brew the best coffee in the world yeah. and care about where it comes from. So, Definitely. I mean, that totally makes sense to me that, cause yeah, I, I tend to agree. Like it would be amazing if we could get more consumers to like really buy into competition and not laugh when we tell them what it is. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, like what benefit would that do to, us like would it make competition better it might make it more financially viable Yeah, which would be a positive but at the same time like you know does it lose does it does it lose like like who are we trying to please like we're trying to please our community yes yeah so so something I was thinking about too is that now it's been a couple of months since you won like have people like started talking to you about like will you be our spokesperson for this? Or like, will you appear on shark tank and brew water with us? Like, I'm just trying to think of all the stuff that Dylan's done. And I'm like, will we see Becca on TV? Like,
1: that would be cool. Um, I had, so there's this group um, called the poor. mm -hmm. And it's um, a couple of people who have been, basically they're trying to um, like make the coffee community, stronger and more connected through these like kind of micro interviews and spotlights that they're putting on various coffee professionals and coffee shops that are very community oriented. Um, it's really cool. Uh, they're the best people in the world, just so sweet. Um, and it was actually very, very spontaneous and, and serendipitous that, they were, um, in Boston for a couple of months, like they were stationed here, right. And ended up moving out to Seattle right before, uh, expo. And I didn't know that. And I, I had met them at different throwdowns and-, and stuff like that and events around town. So I, I kind of knew them and I ended up running into them at expo, um, And they were like, it it was on Saturday that I ran into them before they announced the top six. And I, uh, we were just chatting and they were like, hey, do you want to like, we're here filming stuff. Can we do like a quick little interview? Just, you know, if we haven't interviewed any competitors yet, it'd be kind of fun to do that. And I was like, yeah, of course, let's do it. Why not? And uh, it just so happened that they they got this like pre- pre-finals interview and then uh they took a bunch of footage on sunday during the final round and they got a really awesome footage of the um them announcing my win and everything um
0: i know i saw the video
1: (laughs) and and they're amazing at you know the camera work and the editing is beautiful um but that's that's really the most that I've done. I, I did a small event here in Boston um, about two or three weeks after coming home. Um, that was kind of a just a very small hangout and let's talk about what competition is and how I got there and how you know everything went. And it was really geared towards um, local baristas who maybe haven't learned that much about competition excuse me um so yeah so it was geared towards people who haven't really learned much about competition but are curious about it and so we did that but that was very small and very um you know just kind of our local friends basically um but that was about it
0: becca woodard is available <laughs> friends uh, no oh, i'm just kidding, actually
1: but... i lied. there was another i totally forgot um I also, Prima did pay for me to go to Coffee Fest. Or, I'm sorry. Um, oh, shoot. What is it? Um, oh, Coffee Con. What was it? Yeah, that's right. So Prima did pay for me to go to Coffee Con a couple weeks ago. You know, they paid for my, my you bus do ticket and stuff. And I did, me and uh, David Castillo from Joe uh, did a little... I don't know if you would call it a panel because it was just the two of us and there was no moderator but uh we just talked about our experience in competition and and that was much more consumer focused in a way that was like like most of the people attending didn't know what coffee competition was so we kind of got to really explain out what we did why we did it how we did it so that was cool
0: coffee con's really fun event i (laughs) taught Aeropress classes there once (laughs) and it was wild to teach just like a group of people i was like i have no idea who these people are it's It's so
1: funny yeah because it's they're very 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 consumer focused at that event
0: so so let's let's talk about the future yeah so last time we (laughs) talked competition was going to be in a different place and then we waited and then they changed yeah So let's, like, just for for a quick recap. So, the Specialty Coffee Association had picked Dubai in the United Arab Emirates to be the host for the 2018 Brewers' Cup competition, along with some other world competitions. And then, after the coffee community spoke out against it, there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of missteps. But about three weeks ago, the SCA announced that it would be moving locations and the competition would now be happening in Belo horizonte in brazil so what like what was that like like what was it like hearing that because i know that you were kind of debating like not going if it was in dubai yeah
1: it was a roller coaster man (laughs) um i i had been really like conflicted about whether to go or not when i still thought it was going to be in dubai um you know, there's a safety issue there, uh, but there is also a big opportunity to like stir it up a little and, and really make some noise. (laughs) Um, but all in all, I'm, I'm glad that it got moved. I definitely will be going to Brazil for sure. And I mean, it's still a world, you know, a global platform to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And that's freaking cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I actually booked my flight yesterday, which is very Ooh. exciting and kind of crazy because it makes it all very
0: real. <laughs> right. Like you're going to Brazil, like you're fucking competing in the world yeah. cup championship. Yeah, it's, it's like crazy. that's happening. It's absolutely
1: insane. <laughs> um, but what's even cooler is yeah. that since Brazil, it's actually a little bit cheaper um, to travel to. Yeah. My parents are going to come with me, which wouldn't have happened if I was going to be in Dubai. So uh, my parents are like just the most amazing people. Uh, they support me in everything I do. And and to an unbelievable degree, they're just beautiful 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 people so I'm so glad that they will be with me
0: that's awesome although if your mom thought there were a lot of dudes at competition (laughs) wait till wait till the world yeah (laughs) I know I was just doing um a rundown of the barista competition like I was I made like a list of everyone competing and I was like man like man there's so many men and yeah but i can only and i can only imagine that that will be very similar um at the brewers cup competition. Um, yeah, i'm sure. So. All right, so you have 5 months to prepare. Um <laughs> like what are you thinking about? Like what's going through your head? Like what 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 will preparation look like for you but like also but both in like a very technical way, like a very like yeah. i'm going to do this and do that, but also in a, like a kind of more theoretical way, like what what is preparing for this kind of look like for you? Um
1: well, I definitely um, I definitely am going to be uh, keeping on theme with the innovative pouring techniques. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to do exactly the same thing, but um, I am not going to just pour 3 B V60s, you know?
0: <laughs> right. Um,
1: so i definitely have been kind of mulling over my head, kind of what can I do to top
0: the triple four Valkyrie? (laughs) I don't know. That was pretty, that was pretty high level. (laughs)
1: Um, And then I also, I mean, I don't, I don't have a coffee yet. I, there's a couple of contenders, but I'm not, uh, you know, dead set on any one quite yet. Um, So that's really where I have to start because I, I need to know what whatever information I can get about the copy and the farm and everything. I need to kind of fit that in to my pre-existing ideas of what my script's going to look like. Um, so I can't do too, too much with it until I have that information, you know? But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't want to give too much away. And I, Obviously
0: I haven't, not. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I really haven't thought it through too, too much yet. It's all very theoretical at this point, but, um, but I think that I'm going to be focusing on a heavier theme and, a and basically putting the bare minimum of what I have to, as far as the information on the coffee goes
0: interesting uh, yeah. oh my god we're gonna have to wait and see <laughs> um something that i've want i want to talk to you about especially because you're from this area or you live in this area is how do you feel so along with announcing that brazil will be the host for the brewers Cup competition we now know that berlin and boston are going to be the host of the 2019 yeah. slate of oh my god and <laughs> And yeah, we know so much now. Like the world is different from when we last talked. Um, and but something that like kind of is irking me is that I don't know if I believe that the United States should be allowed to host a competition in a Trump. Uh, yeah, era. that's
1: definitely.
0: I want to know uh, what you thought, thought that this. I had as
1: well. I mean, it's it's very weird to me that they made that call. Like, I I think that. Uh, I am i don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of, of things that went into that decision. I mean, especially after everything that's happened, they're not making any decisions lightly at this point. Um, and I, I do think it's a little bizarre because of the political climate that is happening here right now. I mean, if I was from like almost anywhere in the world right now, I would not want to come to the U S it's weird. It's, it's very, um, tense At, at least, you know, not when you, when you, um, see, look at all the things that are happening. I mean, for my day to day life, I try my best not to think about it because it, it's just so much (laughs) but if I wasn't living in this and I just saw what's happening on the news like
0: I would be freaked out I wouldn't want to come here right I I mean it's something that like I don't know I just looked up the travel ban again it's like oh that's right seven countries like if the travel ban was still in effect like could just not come to the United States and yeah. You would have been like, Oh cool, great. Like um and that is something that has been a problem in the past is like competitors being able to go safely to every host country. And I was kind of just like yeah man like we suck like we're not a good place to be <laughs> like when i was just yeah. in Colombia and i was one of the only americans there and or one of the only people from the united states excuse me and people are like what is it like there?" like very like yeah kind of like 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 standing up straight kind of like and i was like yeah that's fair like that's fair <laughs> totally fair yeah so, like i don't know I mean, oh, yeah I- go ahead
1: I think it's weird. The only thing, I mean, and once again, I'm sure there there were many factors, but being that last year, Seoul was the first time that every single competitor was able to get a visa into the country and compete. And I'm sure some years that it, it wasn't necessarily a visa thing, but it was different circumstances. But still, it it seemed to me like, wouldn't it make sense to look there first? Right. Like there are countries that like you know, we and have maybe a list. They did. Yeah. Maybe they did and nothing worked out. Um, but it's also like when they announced, I, I still am kind of confused and unclear about it because they announced that the world competition is going to be in April. And like somebody from Australia, I saw on a comment thread, I think on Instagram or something, they were like, that's nine days after our national competition yeah that's crazy and like that's gonna be only a few months after I go to the world competition which means like when is our national competition gonna be no clue (laughs) you know like because I am planning on competing in that and
0: so what like I I just I don't know it's very uh I know I just want yeah, that's i that's kind of what I wanted to bring it up was just to call in, yeah. kind of call into question like how these decisions are made because I feel like yeah like what 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 considerations went into this, and you know like what 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 do we value like when I was in you know I was in Bogota and I was with Alejandro Mendez who won the two thousand eleven world barista championships in Bogota that like almost eight years ago and I was like why why don't we have more competitions in producing countries for example that was the first time that I think it had been in a producing country and since then there hasn't been another one there but really I didn't know that I think that might be like not quite right but I'm pretty sure that that's correct but yeah yeah that's crazy um so I don't know I just I've just been thinking a lot about that and I wanted to (laughs) like bounce that off of somebody but I also I also want to respond to the fact that you said that you'd compete again just because if you win you can't I don't think you can compete again so just keep that in mind
1: <laughs> wait what oh, oh if I win the world you yeah. mean? oh okay so just oh, like I didn't know that
0: yeah I think you're like I, I think so I think once you win the worlds they don't let you do it again like ever I think I don't know oh weird I didn't know that I think once you win the worlds they're like all right that's it I don't know. I'm learning a lot of new rules this year. Like, I didn't know you had to be 18 to compete until Sam Neely competed (laughs) and was like, this was the first year I was eligible. So who knows? (laughs) Um, What are you like? What are you hoping for? Like, what's what's what are some big ideas on your mind right now? Now that you've like had some time away from all this. You know, I'm sure what must have been a lot happening for you right afterwards.
2: Yeah. Uh, i honestly i i have been so incredibly backed up with work (laughs) (laughs) um i've had a stressful couple of months because i just like you know coming back from the competition i basically the two weeks before actually competing put a hold on all of my regular work duties and was just so focused on practicing and then was away for, you know, a, a weekend, but it was still, it was, I took a couple of days off after and, and travel days and stuff. And so there was like a solid two weeks of putting off all of my actual work duties <laughs> and coming back. Also, this time of year is, um, gets a little bit busier for training, at least in Boston anyways, because there's a lot of turnover in the spring when students leave. So, work was just so busy for the past couple months, and I've just really, in the past week or so, been able to finally, like, catch up with everything that I like had to be doing at some point soon <laughs> so um so I haven't honestly given a ton of thought to it I needed to give my brain a bit of a rest mm-hmm. and and uh I'm gonna have to get back into it now that I've booked my flight for sure
0: <laughs> yeah like you're going <laughs> yep, so it's, it's happening. happening you could just improv it you could just wing it <laughs> See what happens. Oh, no, gosh, don't do that. No,
2: I, that's way too <laughs> stressful for me.
0: <laughs> what? Okay, so that's okay. So this is always something that I'm super interested in too. Is I I really like hearing what people think of themselves, like what they like, how they would describe themselves to other people. So like even hearing that little tidbit that like that would stress you out. Like I'm I'm interested in what kind of person you are I'm realizing that that's a very vague question but like how would you describe you to other people or how do you think your friends would describe you to other people that's a really really tough question I don't know
1: I um I am definitely the type of person who takes a little bit to warm up to people um I you know especially anytime I start a new job, right. That's kind of the, the most recent example of, of meeting a large group of new people that I can really, or I guess even in this competition, like backstage and stuff. And, um, I tend to be pretty quiet when I first meet somebody. I, I don't really, um, you know, I like to just ease into it. Um, I don't want to come on too strong, but, Once I get to know you and I get comfortable, I, uh, I'm loud (laughs) (laughs) and I laugh a lot and, um, I have, you know, I, I have pretty strong opinions about certain things. You know, if I, if I think something is right or wrong, I'll tell you,
0: which I think Mm -hmm.
1: is coming across in this interview probably, (laughs)
0: I would say so. I think everything that you've said to me so far, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. Do you think there's anything about you that would surprise people? Maybe
1: that I am a gigantic nerd.
0: Like, about what? Like, you got to back that up. Uh,
1: so, I actually, um, I haven't played in a long time because I my group broke up. But, like, I love Dungeons & Dragons. I love it it's one of my favorite things it's awesome it's so much fun um if anybody in the boston area is listening to this and and wants to start
0: a D group hit me up my my partner is really looking for a D group it's like him <laughs> and like another dude and they're like we can't do anything with this so i've, yeah. I've heard this yeah. before um i want to guess what your sign is now oh let's see I everything you've described to me Seems like I wanted to say a Taurus at first, and then I was like, "Mm, "No, you sound like you're a fire sign. I don't think you're an air sign."
1: So I don't know what any of that means. Okay, I do know what my sign is,
0: but I don't like know anything about any other sign at all whatsoever. I'm gonna guess. I think this might be wrong, but I think you're you might be a Taurus. No, okay.
1: So, do you want a hint?
0: Yes, I'm a cusp oh oh darn that's why oh okay
1: (laughs) i don't think you're yeah
0: so uh do you want to guess or do you want me to tell you i'm gonna do i'm gonna do one more guess um i don't think you're oh you might be a leo what's after leo hmm okay this there's too much silence now um okay I'm gonna <laughs> guess I'm gonna guess you're a Leo Cusper but I don't know on which end nope nope okay Tell uh, Aquarius me. <laughs> Capricorn never oh okay no I can see by the idea that you told me that you don't know what any of that means I should have guessed Capricorn <laughs> <laughs> I should have known that um <laughs> I am definitely one of those people who was like, "No, astrology is not real," but it's so much fun.
2: It is fun. I actually so my
1: I recently moved, but my last roommates that I lived with had the uh, the big book of birthdays that tells you the exact date of like your what that means for you specifically on your birthday, and then also the big book of relationships Mm. that will you look up like your birth week and whoever's relationship you want to you know compare it with their birth week. And, uh, tells you what, what the relationship will be like.
0: So what are people who are your sign normally like, or what do you um, read about?
1: See, it's been a little while, but, um, we, I, I think part of it is like where, um, we don't get angry very easily, which is very true for me. Like I, I cannot stay upset I just can't um like or, or at least I can't stay angry right like mm-hmm. I'll get mad for a minute and then it kind of is like okay well let's move on because being mad about it isn't going to change anything um mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily show our emotions on our sleeve at all times you know mm-hmm. um unless we're really 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 close to someone
0: I think yeah Aquarius like the people that I know that are Aquariuses tend to be a little more not in the clouds necessarily but definitely people who can think big yeah um, yeah and have like big dreams and can articulate things that are kind of like beyond this world <laughs> like they are definitely people who can dream and do really cool things with those dreams um and then I think Capricorns are generally like very practical people like very yeah. like we like the thing that you just said about anger. It's like there's no use to it. it. Is mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. think a very Capricorn um, thing. This coming from like the number one Aries who can get angry at everybody <laughs> at all times um, and is super bullheaded. Um, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for i mean we mentioned this a little bit um throughout the interview but thank you for sitting down with me a second time yeah no um, this is great i mean honestly this i think you're right about that whole second interview thing i also think and this is maybe a little behind the scenes peak for for our listeners not really having like a starting point was kind of fun yes
2: no i was thinking about that as
1: we were going and i was like oh wait we're actually interviewing now we started out really naturally that was awesome
0: i know good for us <laughs> um yeah and i really i really like once we started talking in the very beginning i was like oh this is all interesting like i want people to be able to hear this and i don't want to have to like stop reset and like kind of put us in a place that didn't feel as natural so thanks for rolling with yeah, that no that was awesome um again for for our fans who want to get in touch with you like what's the best way to do that instagram twitter anything Yeah, so
1: i'm definitely most active on instagram um i'm not great at social media but i'm getting better at it so um if you look me up on instagram it's becca can't read all one word no apostrophe um if you look me up on twitter it's becca can read all one word (laughs) (laughs) Um, i can in fact read uh in case you're wondering
0: i would really love it if we put out some like really ridiculous rumors about you (laughs) that could be one of them you know like did you hear that becca can't read like what
1: i thought it would be like so ironic when i was like 13 and had a live journal if my was that my, your live my journal live name? journal name was becca can't read yeah i was like a oh i love that a hipster before hipster was
0: a term it was really awful <laughs> my live journal name was after a brand new lyric Don't oh worry. that's great i know it was deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have this one joke in high school about brand new's brand new album like that would that like just got us yeah, all the time yeah. like have you heard the brand new brand new album constant laughing um, told that joke about a thousand times um but yeah thank you again for taking the time to talk to us and thank you for
1: wanting to talk to me yeah. that's like so cool
0: duh duh <laughs> um you'll see Becca compete at the World Brewers Cup Championship in November in Belo Horizonte, Brazil. And until then, you'll probably see Becca pop up a couple times. You should watch her interview on The Poor. It's incredible. Um, the folks of The Poor are doing really, really amazing things, especially with video editing and making really beautiful videos. And Becca is not the only person that's been vi- Ah. Becca's not the only person that's been featured in their <laughs> content, so you should check out their videos. They're yes, really great and amazing. So, uh, yeah. So for Boss Barista, I'm Ashley Rodriguez, and we will hopefully hear from you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I actually really like that. Boss Barista. Was created by me, Ashley Rodriguez, and made in collaboration with Good Beer Hunting, which is an industry-leading brand studio, editorial platform, and podcast devoted to the many issues worth discussing around the things that we eat and drink you can learn more at goodbeerhunting.com please check out their website there are so many incredible articles that I find myself looking at constantly over and over looking for advice about how we can be better in the coffee industry they're doing a great job and they're helping us make this podcast for you folks so goodbeerhunting.com go ahead check them out